Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, possibly your fourth eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Field, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about releasing anger. And if you're watching online, you may notice that I am uh, filming this from my chair at Neville because the internet connection tonight is down. So I am doing this on my phone streaming from my phone. So we're phoning. So I wanted to let everybody know that so that they didn't sit there and wait for the broadcast to come. So we're phoning in the show tonight? Yes. There we go. And so this is a bird's eye view here. Oh look, the, a bird. The studio cameras and I'll, I'll, I won't. There's you photographing. There's me. Yes, there we go. And, and here's me. Uh -huh. <coughs> <laughs> That's probably a, a severe up close. So and, uh, at any rate, um, this will not be recorded and posted, but you can listen to the the show in the iTunes audio. And I'm going to leave this running for as long as the battery lasts. So. And today in Mayan is. Is Seven Monique. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's Wayne's Mayan birthday today. Yes. Wayne, happy who birthday, answers Mayan. the phone. Yeah. When you call in, tell Wayne happy birthday. And a very interesting day. Mm -hmm. And it's I channel in order to know. To know. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept all the way around because you were channeling information about why the internet is uh, not connected to the studio this evening. Mm -hmm. On and on and on. Mine is such a brilliant way of uh, comprehending time that it's to me astounding that this hasn't been adapted in all levels and the Gregorian calendar simply dismissed for its wanton inaccuracy mm -hmm. and um, April 15th which strikes heart, uh, fear into the heart of any American and certainly anger. Okay. There is no April 15th in the Mayan calendar, by the way, and uh, that particular date varies in a seven-year cycle. Nonetheless, you know, before it would be the same day, the same tone, and the same tribe is uh, well, approximately a seven-year cycle. On the way seven in, Vulcan cycle. Uh, this studio is right next door to a major post office in the area, and on on the way in, there was this huge line of people dropping off their taxes. Yeah, and I. I realized it's not so much that people w were putting off to the last minute paying their taxes or anything like that. It was more that they don't like to do paperwork. If we look at how enslaved we are to paperwork, it's, it's nuts. Like the junk mail that you get, the spam that you get, and having to go through it to see if, it's any, if there is anything important in it. I think it's a very stressful thing for us to deal with, well, and that's why people put it off. Spam bomb. Hmm which is uh, a thing that you rub on your spa spam to get it to calm down and be quiet. Mm -hmm. And that would be a good, uh, good web thing to buy, an app yeah. for your phone, the spam bomb app, <laughs> which is now completely a different language. And if you heard that, you would think, ooh, an alien well, is maybe, speaking. Maybe a, a scout that goes and finds if there's anything really of value in it. Mm -hmm. Well, um, synchronistically, and we love that word, Tonight's show is on releasing anger. Mm -hmm. And at the very, very beginning of the recognition of anger, it is apparent that anger is fear disguised as anger. There really isn't anger, there's just fear. And then uh, further on in the discovery of anger and how it is that we can release it, uh, if we will notice that um, anger accompanies the idea of a border being not respected. Somebody has crossed a border 
And that is always, 100% of the time, what makes us angry. I acknowledge the fear, but it is still some sort of a border. Or we can say equally correctly that um, anger is a form of powerlessness. Your angry reaction is always a reaction to feeling powerless because a border has been violated. Now, if you want to really mess yourself up, and I mean, who doesn't? Okay. Did you make very clear that that was your border? If you did not, then you are angry with you. Okay. Oh, you won't know that because the person went over your border, but you didn't make it clear. This is, what's really funny about anger is called the beltway. And it's hilarious. And it really is. You violated my border. You cut me off. Who are you and what are you talking about? Why are you pointing a gun at me? Because you cut me off. Not that I recall. I just changed lanes. You're apparently psychotically paranoid and convinced that um, well, I'm doing something against you. Well, anger definitely acts out on the beltway. I, I would say, if you're listening online, I believe it was muted, and now it is not. Muted. And I explained earlier that we don't have an internet connection in the studio tonight, uh -huh. so I'm broadcasting from my phone. So the the video That's may be kind of shaky because I'm holding it in my hand, but if you'd like to listen to the show until my battery runs out, you might want to look somewhere else if it's too shaky. But the topic tonight is releasing anger. I feel that this is so vitally important to talk about this because everywhere I go, especially here in the D.C. area, uh, although other areas of the world and country I'm sure have it too, is there's this underlying thread or current of anger. Go into the supermarket and you give the person your money to buy their products and and they growl at you or they act like you're a big inconvenience to them. And it's Listen, seething boys. everywhere. Yeah. And so how I look at it, just like I talk about people walking around with guilt and saying, here, you hold this, that people are walking around saying, here, I have this anger that somebody has given me. Now let me hand this off to you so that I can do something with it because I can't metabolize all this. Anger is here to help us change something that we are not happy with, we're not comfortable with. It's a universal changer. And it only comes in that form when we're not listening to it in a higher form. Well, there's an interesting range in anger. Let us mm -hmm. say at the far end of anger, there is rebellion. A person who is rebellious has one and only one behavior, and that is being at war. If you are rebellious, you are in a constant state of war. Now, there are many, 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 many degrees and so we go to the other end of this equation, which would be called diplomacy. Now, uh, this is much more in a circle than the linear construct I've just come up with. The idea is that a person who is very, very diplomatic, and we've met them and we like them right away, and even though they're selling us something, we are absolutely convinced that they are our friend and on our side, even though we just met them and we have no idea why. And they seem to exude this unbelievable ability to convince us that, that they're on our side. This is called diplomacy. That's the name for it. Now, the other, in the study of diplomacy, the, the difference between the rebel and the diplomat is a thousand degrees of negotiation, of different tools of negotiation. The rebel has only one tool, the, let's call it the atomic bomb has only one tool, let's call it they're already at war. 
The point of the diplomat is to negotiate so that no one has to go to war. Both sides can feel that they got a fair shake in the deal and that the world can go on peacefully. And those that um, proceed to become diplomatic, excuse me? Just let me have your phone when you're done. Okay, certainly. The idea of um, the, the number of tools that a diplomat has is exponential techniques of communication. Really, they're all communication, and they're all forms of rhetoric, and they're all all of the above. The idea, of, pardon me, the idea of um, the rebel is simply now. If we talk to the diplomat very sincerely, there is in his tool belt that atomic bomb. They, the diplomat is willing to go to war. And that's what's known about the diplomat. In order to actually negotiate for something, you have to be willing to get up from the table and say, we have no deal, I'm leaving. If you do not have that ability, you have absolutely no strength in the negotiation. You have to be willing to say no in order to create. Now, uh, we are all, we the human race, are quintessentially, uh, rather constantly, in a low boil. And just like that, bang, it, it goes to a high boil, and there are very often uh, flowers bought to uh, gifts, jewelry perhaps, uh, certainly apologies are what follows this spat of anger. But, and then we're angry at us more than anything else for having been angry, which is just a ridiculous tape to get anyway. <laughs> at least own that you were angry. You felt your border was, was trampled over, and rather than say, oh, by the way, you're trampling over my border and I would like to talk to you about it, which would be a very diplomatic <laughs> way, <coughs> clubbing the person would be a very angry and very yeah, rebellious that's, that's way to deal idea. with it. That's a good idea. I think we ought to buy clubs and let's just handle it that way. Well, <laughs> that's a lot a of good people idea. have clubs. Well, um, club Bed. Well, Sam's got a club. You remember Sam? Yes, I do. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes. That's an American joke, by the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I think American. I feel that anger reminds me of a volcano. Uh -huh. And when we don't allow ourselves to speak our truth, yeah. when we have this interruption here in our, in our throat chakra because the editor has said, you're not allowed to express yourself, uh -huh. then what happens is it builds up pressure until it breaks free. Breaks free. Mm -hmm. One thing I've noticed over the years of working with, um, working with people that have anger because we all do, that underneath every mad, there's always a sad. Mm -hmm. And that if you can allow that sad its expression, because a lot of the time, let's say someone promised to take you to the movies and they don't show up. Well, intellectually, the editor in the mind says, well, they got delayed or they couldn't go. Uh, that makes sense. I'll be understanding. Well, the, the heart or the emotions may have been very hurt or disappointed, and that wasn't allowed expression. It got judged as not being valuable or, or worthwhile. So it was suppressed, and after a while, this builds up, and everything has to flow. The universe is built around a flow. Nothing is stagnant. And so when we keep something stagnant, it's going to build up a pressure to release whatever is holding it back. So that's what anger is. It's your friend, and you're right, we judge it terribly we judge it every time we have uh, anger think, yeah. and then anger is not something that's directed at what the cause of the anger or the source of the anger is anger is very portable we can take it then to the next person and hand it off we can yeah. take it to the next thing and it's a very screeching note it really is and uh, 
We've been doing the uh, releasing your series. We were uh, last week, I believe, doing releasing victim mentality. And victim mentality is about you know, free will. And, and we explained that rather at length last week. But all of the elements are exactly the same between fear, doubt, worry, and guilt. F what fear, doubt, worry, and guilt have in common is simply a five-word sentence. And the definition of fear, doubt, worry, and guilt is I can't handle it if. So can't is a very negative language code, and as soon as you speak it, then it becomes reality. If you say this can't, then it can't. Mm -hmm. And the word if devoids a decision in your life. That's the language code if, takes a decision away from you. So I can't handle it if just dissolves any uh, authority, mm -hmm. any power, any sovereignty. Pick a word in there and go with it. Uh, of yourself. You just devoid yourself as soon as any of this happens. Not that everything isn't on our side, not that there isn't a blessing from everything, which is mm -hmm. perfectly true. There is nothing that does not turn out to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. Yet in our seeking to be more involved, in our seeking to be the better person, which is why we all came here, even the ones that want to be worse, they want to be better at being worse. So all of us are attempting to improve regardless of the particular camp we're coming from. So the idea of releasing anger is the idea of getting ahead of the boil. The thing about it is we all go through life with all of these little things that have annoyed us that we have not spoken of at the time they annoyed us. And that began, and I think that was kindergarten. No, wait, it was, pre it was uh, well. that began pretty much in the beginning where something ticked us off and we didn't speak. And so it's really built up well, and a way to get the soup to cool off. Go ahead. Uh, we'll finish. I just thought you were done. The way to get the soup to cool off is to allow. You just allow. Now, the next thing, after, after you allow it, it no longer owns you. You own it. If you accept, if you allow, if that's okay that that's that way. It's okay that I think the guy cut me off. Okay. Now, we have spent a lifetime then choosing to assign a value to whatever that was. A guy cut me off, so I'm going to assign a value of really ticked off that that person's my favorite word, isn't it, the idiot? That, uh, that's just such a great word. Do you know who the idiot is? Anytime you ever say the word idiot, who's the idiot? Okay. You? Well, that's the way that works. Yeah, as soon as you say that idiot, you are talking about you. Please realize that one. It's one of the funniest language codes there is, is the word idiot. That's who you are. Pay attention there. Okay. So we have spent a lifetime using up all of our brain assigning value to things. You with me? This was a bad, this was good, this was, I'll assign a neutral value, I don't know why, mainly for variety, but I'm assigning value to things all of my life long. I have no brain left. I'm now senile. I'm now in an old age home because I've used up my brain assigning value to things when without ever once recognizing that that value that I'm assigning is not it. It's me. That this is fun. No, you are the fun. You are expressing the fun into that object and you have forgotten that. You think that that really attractive sports car is fun, but it's actually you. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say the battery is running low, so if you're watching online and this cuts off, please do call in, 571-749-1111. Uh, 
1166 uh -huh. and uh, participate in the conversation because we'd yeah. love to hear from you. Yeah, um, and we're going to be asking people to name their anger mm -hmm. later on because mm -hmm. that's a very good way to get rid of it. Yeah, well something I, I had wished to comment on something you were talking about a couple uh, sure, subjects sure. ago, uh, so pardon for uh, oh, no retreating back to that, but this idea of holding it down and, and not verbalizing what we say, it's... I'm holding it down. Oh, okay. Uh, it's important to know that we don't have to verbalize what we're feeling to someone. Mm -hmm. Let's say our boss uh, tells us to stay late and do a, pa uh, a letter for them or something, and we get angry. It's not always the thing to do to go to the boss and say, um, I'm mad at you, how dare you do something? And I think we're getting so much into that now that we have to express our anger at the people we are angry at. That's not really what's going on. The person you're really wanting to listen and hear what you're feeling is you. And we have gotten into this external validation, even with our anger and our fear. And we're looking for that other person to give us permission to think or feel a certain thing. And that's where it, it's really important to let go of that. Oh, yeah. Now, the idea of this um, assigning value to things external to us, as you were saying, we spent an entire lifetime assigning without ever once recognizing it that was us that was assigning it. And so in that way, we can gain enormous power. Once we recognize that we assign that this, the guy cut me off. Well, that was a lot of fun. Why do you say that? Well, my adrenaline has gone through the ceiling, and, and I just about cashed in all those insurance premiums I've been paying for years. Interesting thought all the way around. Um, you know, well, we won't go to insurance. That really makes me angry. Only kidding, but still, it's a fun game to play. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, once we recognize that we are assigning value to everything that happens, everything that happens, and we are arbitrarily assigning value to everything that happens, it's not actually accurate. It's what we believe about it. If I say that the delightful um, kind of candy apple pink sports car is nothing but fun, chick car, no, it's not. And, and I, when I'm driving this thing around, this is the top of the world, and I'm just having fun, fun, fun. But it's really me. It's not the car. It's not the clothes. It's not the body. It's not the earth. It's me. Okay, and I'm assigning value. Now, once I recognize that and recognize that the assignment is totally arbitrary and that I could sign that horrible car, there's so much insurance, and everybody thinks I'm driving a chick car, and it's, you know, I, you just, I can assign it either way. I can swing it back and forth consciously. Now, to recognize that much power in you, you can then take the third part of the Trinity, the idea of the uh, allowing the recognizing that you're assigning value, and then you can actually have enthusiasm about anything whatsoever, anytime, anywhere. Because we are masters of our reality, only we have been taught that reality is master of us. But it's completely the other way around. We okay. choose everything that happens. That's right. Yeah. Free will. We've yeah. been saying it for years. Well, I, I think that anger is a very toxic thing. And if we see that it's always us mad at ourselves, we can bring it back in, and it's like the call is coming from inside yeah, the house rather than from the outside of the house. And then we have power to do something about it. 
you are always looking to get your attention. Let's take, for instance, you're at work. I, I remember working, there were three of us that had comparable positions, and one of the ladies always came in right at, like 10 minutes late and left right before time to leave, and she never stayed and did all this work, and the other two of us always did all this work. And that lady got the promotions and the raises. And we would get angry. And then one day I thought, I don't like feeling angry. What is really the nature of this? And I realized I was really angry at myself for following this code of ethics that obviously wasn't serving me because I was working 10 or 14 hours a day often, yeah. just really crazy hours. And so it was really my own choice and my own quote unquote fault. And so the anger came to be a great revealer of myself. It is something that is revealing things that are going on with me that aren't serving me. Mm -hmm. And if they're not serving me, they're not going to be serving the rest of the world either. So it, it really paid to look at that. So perhaps everyone that's watching the show can look and find things that are uh, making them angry right now in mm -hmm. their life and, and open up and say, what is this revealing about me? What thing or area of my life have I not been listening to? Yeah because there's something that's been bothering you. It's not your husband throwing the towel on the floor. It's you not being able to find your power when he finds, throws the towel on the floor. Use everything in your life as a tool to get to know yourself better and therefore love yourself more. Or go and buy more towel. There we go, which would be doing the same thing. So yeah, this is a very good idea. If you are at home and would like, would care to, and you're very brave and we thank you for doing this, and uh, over the years, we've found that when people do call in, they're calling in on behalf of those of us who are very, very shy. So if you would like to call in with a question, really, on any subject, if you would like to call in and talk about um, something that is making you angry, uh, perhaps we can apply this formula and uh, create a success for you in recognizing that uh, this was simply not worth your attention. So give us a call, and that's 571-749-1166. Uh, Sounds like idle, doesn't it? Vote for 571 Be your own idol. Yes, 1166. I've been idle for years. <laughs> really, every once in a while I write a book. I know, I book. keep that's stubbing it. my toe yeah. on you all the time. Yeah, it's, I'm just sitting there idling. <laughs> it's like a cat purrs, only you're a human being, so it's actually something else. We don't care. All right, so if you wish, call in uh, dream interpretations we've been doing. And we're talking about the idea of releasing well, anger, and that really is across the board. As we were saying, 100% of us have uh, something uh, that we are angry about, and well, I'm angry about that. Well, speaking of dreams, uh, yeah. anger, uh, dreams are a really good place for us to work out our anger. And you can tell a lot about what's bothering you through your dreams far before it turns into anger. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of feeling powerless, helpless. Yeah. It's feeling sad and not knowing what to do with it. Anger mm -hmm. is the big revealer. Yeah. Treat it very sacredly and yeah. listen to what you have to say. And say to yourself the things you'd like to say to your boss. Say it to yourself without judgment. Oh, it's going good. to reveal the things yeah. that you're not allowing you to do. If your boss is making you stay late, then it's mm -hmm. really, I am making me stay late. Yes. Something that I did probably five years ago, maybe 10, and I've been doing it 
every time I, I get into that dialogue in my mind where I'm angry about something, is instead of saying, you, 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 you did this, you made me wait, you did this, I, even if I'm saying it, in mm -hmm. my mind I say, I, I made me wait, I did this. Mm -hmm. And likewise, if people are expressing anger in my direction, I don't listen to their you and take it personally. I hear them saying I. And what that does is it helps me to know really what they're upset about and where their real block is so that I can assist them to see that it's really about them and therefore they have their power. Oh yeah, absolutely. Excellent. And that is a remarkable door opening to universal consciousness mm -hmm. where you are recognizing um, you and everyone. Because it's only technically that we're divided into human beings. We're really one thing. The universe is all one thing. If you want to believe you're separate, then by all means believe you're separate, and that's more or less your contract here in the universe. But to recognize us as all one thing is a diplomatic skill that is unparalleled. Yeah. Because then there's no one that you cannot negotiate with because you're negotiating with you. And presuming there's at least a modicum of I really like me, in their Elvis-like, as it may be, that there's this moment of um, recognition of your own worth, uh, and, and you can therefore um, uh, discover that in the other person. I, in the writings on diplomacy, which are, guess what, in the newest book, which is Self-Empowerment Protocols, the um, definition that I ascribed to diplomacy was the ability to allow the other person to take emotional responsibility for themselves. Mm, that is That's diplomacy. so important. Yeah, because that's where it messes up so often because uh, you're about to do something, then someone else does something that gets in your way when you're about to complete it. And, oh, gee, no, just, you know, just let that happen. Allow the other person to take emotional responsibility for themselves. And um, we're going to be doing a crystal class Yes, we are. Not just any crystal class. A crystal class coming up this weekend, which you may be interested in. And we brought some toys, and we'll be playing with them in a little while for people to see. But uh, please do call in and let us know what we can do for you about really any subject. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good idea. Uh -huh. Well, anger being such an important thing, I know that I, ha I have done EFT or the tapping a mm -hmm. lot. Something I'd like to share with people that really works when you're feeling a great deal of anger, and we'll get to the crystals in a minute. I oh, just I thought uh, yeah. maybe we'll get to a, a stopping place with that, and then mm. that usually creates calls asking about crystals, which is great. Yes. Yeah. But um, also, I feel there's so much to be said about anger, and there's most likely a lot of people out there that would love to have some kind of technique, some way of letting go of that anger that's not having to verbalize and get into a conflict with that other party. There are so many different ways and it's really about communicating to you and hearing what you're saying to yourself in that circumstance that you're not a victim, you're doing it to show you something. But there is something called tap, the tap and breathe and it's something so simple and I'd like to run this through with everybody that's out there um, watching or listening to this online. It's a very simple thing. And let's just pick a few of the, the tapping points so that you can follow along. And essentially what it is, is when you are feeling angry about something, 
And I would like, if for those that would like to participate, think about something that makes you angry. Maybe it's something from a long time ago that you've never quite gotten over. Maybe it was an injustice or somebody else getting promoted at work when you feel you deserve that. Or perhaps it's somebody that you're really angry with now, a neighbor that plays their stereo really loud and you can't get any sleep. Something that you feel is there. Having anger in your system is like having a fever, a chronic fever, and of course it takes up your resources. So think about this, and I don't want you to climb into it and get all angry again intellectually, but allow yourself to understand what that feeling is. Maybe it's a tightness in your chest, uh, a tightness in your jaw, sick, like a, a tenseness in your belly, whatever it is, look at that and feel the intensity of that and give it a number between 0 and 10, 10 being the most intense, 0 meaning you don't have any feelings at all. And have that number in your mind, set it aside, and then all you do, you don't focus on what you're angry about anymore, is to relax, and we'll get to the caller in just a moment, is to relax and tap on this, uh, one of the two collarbone um, knobs here at the base of your neck. Tap and inhale. Inhale and exhale as you tap. Not thinking about anything but, the, but your breath. And then move to the bottom of your chin, bottom of your bottom lip on your chin. Focusing on your breath, inhaling and exhaling. Focusing on your breath. That's all you think of. Under your nose. Let yourself breathe naturally and exhale. And then on the inner part of your eyebrow, inhale and exhale. Now I'd like you to go back and think about what that thing was that made you angry and see what number you get now. And most likely, the number has gone down, some or a whole lot, depending. Oh, yeah. And if it hasn't gone down or if it's only gone down a little bit, repeat that. And it's very simple, and you can do it anywhere mm -hmm. while you're feeling the anger and for all old anger. And really, you're doing yourself a favor by releasing it. So we'll go ahead and take the call. Yeah, I believe you'll be doing this on the show. Uh, yes, Neville right. and I are each doing a live broadcast tomorrow night. At, um, I'll be at 8 o'clock, from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, and Neville will be 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock. And you'll be doing some of these techniques. You can call in for specific things that mm -hmm. have been bothering you mm -hmm. or hurt, and we will do that. And so I'll let's go ahead and take the, the call. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, it's Micah. Micah. All right. Hi. Hello. I have two things. Um, I have a dream I'd like to share. Okay. Uh, and then after that, I'd like to share something uh, with you that makes me very angry. Okay. Uh, the dream, um, I'm standing at the end of a long corridor, like in a hotel or an apartment building. Um, on the left-hand side, everything is just white and unformed. And on the right-hand side are a series of doors that you would find in, a, in an apartment building or a hotel. And I start walking into each one of the doors because I'm curious to see what the apartment looks like. And as I walk in, the layout of each apartment is the same. You walk into the kitchen. Um, there's a refrigerator in front of you. The difference, as I begin walking into each one of these apartments, is that even though the layout is the same and I walk into the kitchen, 
the right-hand side of the kitchen is different in each apartment. In some cases, it's not even fully formed. It's kind of melted, uh, mm. blurry, almost mm -hmm. like a painting. I walk into another door, walk into the kitchen, and on the far right-hand side of the kitchen is blue sky and birds flying around. And I keep walking into each one of these doors, into each one of these apartments, and it finally hits me that I am inside the mind of a writer, and each one of these doors is an idea for a book. And as soon as I realize that, I wake up. Wow. Now, I feel like this dream almost doesn't have anything to do with me. I just felt like I was in, inside somebody else's mind. And I have no idea what that means. Well, you know, I think that there's some truth in what you are feeling being inside someone's mind. I've had a similar experience myself. But there's, there's never just one interpretation. What I got when you first started talking is, first of all, apartments and hotels. Can, it, well, our home is us, and so those can be the us that we present to the outside world that we don't wear all the time. They can be identities. And you going into each one of these and the right part not being formed, which could be seen as your creative right brain, or it could be um, that these are relationships that you're putting out there that are as yet unformed. To me, I felt like that was an identity, not, a, not an identity crisis, but an identity exploration. Like, who is the real me? Will the real me stand up? All of us have so much in common, but yet we all have this uniqueness, too, and some is not formed. And I, I think you were exploring the writer within you that maybe was blending with all the writers in the world and showing how we all have our own unique access to that. Okay. Yeah, and access to dream, there's quite a bit about uh, not only do you have every dream written, when I was very early on into the language code, the word need was used in a dream and I fired the writer, the director, the um, lighting crew I fired as well. Uh, in fact, I fired, fired everyone yourself? associated with that <laughs> dream and put on a new crew immediately because we do have power and authority like this, mm. although it's very little realized. Now, there was a big differentiation and constantly throughout the dream you were very conscious of what is left and what is right. And um, while it is true that we are all both, male and female, what is on the left tends to be the female aspects of yourself and what is on the right tends to be the male aspects of yourself. So you were going through a um, metamorphosis of identity that would have left Franz Kafka speechless in that, um, and that's another whole story of Franz Kafka, oh, please, but yeah. the <laughs> idea of um, the left side at first being a white and described as almost incomplete, well white would be light, so there's a very high frequency in the female, and then in the, um, on the right were stores and regimented and little compartmentalism and a very linear, very logical sort of mind. So this would be describing um, left and right brain where they mirrored. Now, uh, down the corridor in the beginning of the exploration of apartments, which would be the beginning of exploration of uh, various times in your life, various other identities, as Mary said, uh, various other processes. And so the one where the birds were on the right, yeah, the birds were on the right in that one. Uh, where each time you went in the kitchen, 
So I think the kitchen would be a very good symbol of being a physical body. So you can parallel this on out to the idea of this having been a series of past lives as well, as described by the, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I think that's great. I just wanted to ask uh, yeah. Micah, yes. are you in a position right now where you're caring for someone or figuring out what to, to do to help somebody? My parents haven't been in the greatest health for the past year, so that's constantly on my mind. Okay, um, then, because one thing I was getting is the right and left. I think there's a lot of truth in what we're saying here. Yeah. But there, but I was thinking more of it since there was such a predominance of right. I was looking at more of the right or wrong, and it was always in the right part of the kitchen, which is the nurturing or the feeding of others. Okay. And um, you figuring out what to do that's right. And the fact that it was a hotel was telling you not to do what's right for these characters, these characters that we become, the nurse or the daughter or the friend, but to do what's right for you and look inside and that it's forming in yeah. front of your eyes. Okay. Yeah, all of those, like you said, all of those uh, explanations make sense to me. It's like there's different, different ways to interpret yes, everything. Yes, yes. They all make, they all resonate with me. That really, gives, again, gives me a lot to think about. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, now the... And you had something that was... Just let angry. me just finish oh, sure. with what I was going to do about the dreaming. Since you were always entering the kitchen, that's very uh, indicative of it being about the physical body. So this is another indicator of it having been a series of lifetimes being explored in this. And the idea that uh, once you recognized the awesomeness of being the writer of this thing, you had to retreat back to your physical body. You had to come awake at that point because it was exceeding uh, the parameters of the belief system, the way that works, if you understand what I'm saying. I so all of this. Okay, so what was it that, um, on to the next phase, what was it that uh, made you so angry? Well, this is something that's always made me angry, and it still does. It's um, when people lie to me. Oh, well, that's, okay. We human beings, we are duplicitous by our nature in that we live in a timeline. In other words, one decision made here in this part of the timeline does not resemble the decision made here any more than a four-year-old resembles a 32-year-old. It just isn't the way that works. So as long as we are measuring everybody with the idea of truth, all we are going to find is that truth is not really the way to do that because it's such a variable flux. If, if you were about to take a team up Mount Everest and you said, you know, I've never done this before, all you're going to hear on the way up is how they would have done it differently and all you're going to hear on the way down is how you did it incorrectly and at no point in that entire thing would you actually have been leader, although you did tell them the truth, but it had nothing to do with any kind of a, uh, uh, a sound basis in reality. So as long as truth is that mighty thing up there, over there, and it must have, no, nah, that's just not the way that works. There is always more than one, I don't mean to sound lecturing, there, but however, we human beings, to get out of the box, there is more than one correct answer. There are uh, answers that violently disagree with each other that are both correct. We really have to get over the idea of one solid thing in order to become the advanced beings that we truly are. There is always more than one correct answer. So truth isn't really what we think it is. 
Now, I did not hear what she's angry about. I know. She's angry about people not telling her the truth, angry, angry about lying. Okay, and so lying, everybody's telling the truth all the time. You, it's really up to us to differentiate what's going on. It's not up to them. You cannot say the other person has to take emotional responsibility. Like, a, pardon me for this, but the other person, you, you just cannot expect the other person to take emotional responsibility for you. We, it is germane that we, it is incumbent upon us that we recognize the true nature of other people. Well, you also, I, I didn't mean to blow anybody out of the water with that. Michael, are you still there? Okay. Um, yeah, the, she might have just um, hung up. Uh, I, I, I still really am not. Uh, somebody had lot, or just in general, when people lie. She was saying lie? that what made her angry was people lying. Oh, okay. Well, I think what that is. Um, to me, if, if I were to have that same feeling, one way I could use that to understand myself more is because um, is, is to look at me as giving my power away to someone else knowing more than I do. Because really, when someone lies to you, it's as if saying, I have more power in this situation because I know more than you do. And so that makes us angry because we're feeling powerless. So the way to not be angry is to find the power again. And the fact is, is even when someone's lying to you, you know the truth. And really where the anger is is because you're not allowing yourself to speak that truth and disregard what they're saying and default uh, back you, back what you really know to be the truth. And the more we do that, the more we know the truth and we don't have to have it validated through someone else anyway. Mm -hmm. But thank you, Micah. Great set of questions. Yeah. Great dream. Do we have any other calls on the line? I was, wasn't so sure Micah, if I saw the Micah, if you wish, cue. call back. We, uh, well, I think that that was just healing across. That's, uh, and also I'm to sure everything. I'm sure she's listening. Yeah. Well, to understand that truth is not what truth is not this immutable rock that somehow um, everybody ascribes to. Everybody has their own truth about everything, so there cannot possibly be. Um, truth is well, just like too to, transient. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see if, uh, if anybody out there uh, did the tapping mm -hmm. along with us and That's if you felt one. any shift. Did anybody in the studio do the tapping? I believe the camera one person did the tapping. Say hello, camera and, one. Um, yes. I wonder if the duck did the tapping. I will find well, out he'll soon. Be because he'll be quacking along. Yeah, getting that bill on those... Uh, uh, meridian point. Well, if you watch ducks they, and birds, they do do that. Yeah, yeah. They tap, mm -hmm. tap on themselves quite a bit. Especially well, the tapping jay, which is this little, mm -hmm. it's actually purple these days. They're yeah. incarnating more purple. Yeah. Well, we get very used to using rage to uh, propel ourselves through the day. So how about this? Let go of the rage and know that it's not really bringing you anything except information and insight, and it's not really doing anything mm -hmm. more for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, that's very much the deal there. There's Miss Patty. I'm not going to look Our up there because I tend to look in the lights and then I don't. Go blind for that. I don't think but I got Ed. Education. I remember Ed. Education. Okay. 
Well, education is about getting to know more. And speaking of, maybe we could uh, segue in and show some of the crystals we bought before sure. we take calls. Yeah, okay, that. let's do that. Education and depth, so the depth of education. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Well, I brought with me, before we take uh, calls for the readings, a piece of what they call tangerine calcite. I love calcite. And if you choose to come to the crystal class, uh, Saturday's class is about the properties and uses of minerals and crystals, and we have many, many specimens. You get to play with them, touch them, and learn how to meditate and program crystals, the different types of crystals. And then mm -hmm. on Sunday, we're doing the gritting and healing with crystals. Mm -hmm. Very profound. Some of the most concentrated information you'll find anywhere about these two mm -hmm. subjects. Calcite is a lovely thing. And then I also brought a small amethyst cathedral or church, as it's called in some parts of the country, and geodes, some people call them that, anyway. Geodes, where did you ever get a name like odes? Ode to G. And that's all the way back to high school. But okay. And this is the latest waveform generator, and just the one more second, which is indeed amethyst. There it's quite go. lovely. Yeah, it is. It really. Oh, I like yeah. having it sit that way too. Yeah, it really rocks. And that's a, a broadcaster. Get a uh, better picture of it, perhaps someday, eventually. I believe but they're uh, working on that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So the. Um, you were getting very sleepy. Yes. <laughs> you were getting very happy. You were getting very peaceful. <laughs> and okay. when you hear the word class, you will come immediately. Okay. All right. So very good. And let's do our call. All right. And call. we have our call. Hi, caller. What's your name? Uh, Robert. Hi, Robert. Robert. What can we do for you? Well, uh, regarding your topic on anger, um, I was reading some stuff on Carl Jung, and basically uh, I think anger is a way to the archetype that, uh, of the warrior. And it basically allows, as you guys were talking about, power and empowerment. Mm -hmm. I think the shadow of the warrior is when someone either on one extreme ends up as being like a mac um, excuse me, someone who's angry using the rage in sort of a masochistic way. And on the other end of that uh, uh, spectrum would be somebody who's like a victim or a coward. So I think it's kind of like what you guys were talking about. We mm -hmm. have to channel that anger in such a way that it allows us to be empowered and hopefully come out with something positive. For example, if someone's in a bad relationship, that anger could spurn you to or at, least, at least encourage you to, to break that relationship and do something different. Yeah, brilliant. Wonderful. I love it. I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. and, and Mary, I was hoping you could do a reading for me. Sure. Be most happy to. Yes, that's very good. It is here to help us. I feel that when you let it run amok and not get the message of it, that's when it becomes laborious and you're mm -hmm. hanging on and it's, it stops uh, being useful. Okay. Absolutely. And anger can actually become scary and, and uh, as Neville mentioned, it becomes rage and that literally becomes mm -hmm. negative. And look, look, look at the card we got, the rebel. <laughs> that's exactly talking about this. The rebel has all this power but fell under the illusion of society's restraints and these chains that are holding him back in that one day he woke up and said, no, I'm not going to let myself do that anymore. And I'm not going to break me. I'm not going to let this anger kill me. I'm going to break those chains that hold me back <clears throat> because that's what the anger came to do to in the first place. <clears throat> and so this is saying that you've got really a wonderful spirit. And I feel like a good portion of your life People may not have understood you or understood the depth that is you, and that uh, over time you've really started getting to know who you are, and that's not that important anymore whether the outside world really hears it or not. The comparison card 
can come up for an assortment of reasons. One is that you may have had an uh, idea about who you wanted to be early on in your life and that you didn't choose that, but yet at times you go back and look at it and say, oh, I, maybe I shoulda, coulda, woulda, those kind of feelings. And it's saying to, to let go of that and not to compare yourself to anyone externally or you in the past of what you wanted for you. And that now is the time to really take that step out of your comfort zone, have that courage, this little seed thought, there's no way I can grow in, in the dirt in between these rocks, but yet it did, and it's proliferating. So I think that um, this is very encouraging for you to break out of old molds, and especially maybe a, a work situation, if someone is comparing you to some ideal they have, it's, it's like you're not really allowed to be yourself and shine. So thank you, Robert. Do we have another call? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Nope. No. Okay. Okay, well, we have, if uh, you're not doing anything at the moment, you may mm -hmm. consider joining us at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Snorkel, which is uh, not far from oh, the studio. Another call. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hi, Neville and Mary, you two are wonderful. Oh, so Thank are you. you. Thank you. Yeah, I love that uh, you talk so wisely, and uh, re I realized that how much you've been helping me with uh, your, your wise um, talking there. Um, because I usually get, when I get um, anger is when um, I'm having discussions with someone, and um, and when I'm not agree with them, then I start getting anger instead of being polite or dip diplomatic, mm -hmm. like Neville say. <laughs> and so um, I really don't know how to, to work on that. I well, I think that's know. really a matter of you feeling that you're not heard. And we, what you're really looking to do is for you to hear what you're saying and to validate it and agree with it. But what you're waiting for is for them to hear and agree to validate it in mm -hmm. order for you to do that. Yeah. And so when it doesn't happen, you're really mad at you from wi for withholding approval or love or whatever that is connected to mm -hmm. that particular thing. So what I would do if people do not agree and do not validate, bring it back home and say, well, I agree with me and really hear it and give yourself permission to back what you're, you're saying. So often we can let other people's words tear us down and then we stop doing something and that's the thing that we're really fighting with. We got another call? Yeah, we have yeah, other you're calls. You're right. Okay. And Mary, okay, thank I don't you. know, Mary, um, if you can read for me. Um, okay, sure, I'll do that real quick and then we we'll have you. a couple of Thank you, and I'm going to hang up. Thank stuff, you so much. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, Yes. Yeah, uh, recognizing borders really is self-respect as yes, such. Yes, yes. Yeah. Your own borders, that is. Okay, yeah. and this is saying completion. You're, you're coming through a lot of understanding lately, and that's creating those changes within you. This is a, a, an end of a large cycle with you, and that the changes are really wonderful, and they're things that you've been asking for for a long time. And it's going to involve letting go of some of those old beliefs that our parents give us, our mothers mm -hmm. pass along uh, lovingly. I'm not uh, judging any mothers out there. But it's time to really look at them and say, what's right for me? And I think that these cards are saying the exact same thing that I just spoke, that it's really time to start validating yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have another uh, call. Mother judging. There mm -hmm. we go. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Catalina? 
Hi, this okay. is Marion Neville. Oh, hi. Hi, Marion Neville. I wasn't sure that I got through. Oh, yes. No, hi. No, you're on the air. Yes. Hi, what oh, can we do for you? Lucky me. Lucky me. Well, other lucky than, us of course, too. please, I would very much like to have a reading, but in discussion about this anger topic that we're talking about, that's how I try to address my life is by um, uh, being up front with the person and letting them know what has upset me before it Naming your border. a level of anger, exactly. But I find if they're not understanding mm -hmm. what I'm trying to convey, then my way of dealing with things is by laughing, being happy, and just enjoying life how I can, yeah. and feeling sad for the other person. Yeah, yeah that's very good. But I, I think, too, when we get into investment and telling mm. them it, then they have control by either hearing it or not hearing yeah, it. Yeah, right, and, right. and it's not as nearly about anger as it is about peace. I mean, mm -hmm. this is the whole other peace. half of the show we're getting exactly. to in the last three minutes of it, that, you know, exactly. it is about maintaining your borders and maintaining peace. And yes. we do this by loving ourselves. And so if the person doesn't want to hear, well, that's all right. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Very enlightening. Thank you so much. <laughs> I Thank really you. enjoy you too. Mm -hmm. Now, if I could please. Have okay, uh, we've only got about two minutes left, so I'll run okay. through this, and we may have time for one more call after this. No, the we first wanna. card is innocence, and this um, is talking about. I don't know. I I feel this is conveying some information of a lot of lives lived and a lot of past lives and that the wisdom always comes. It comes one way or another, either it beats down the door with our own anger or it comes in lovingly like a whisper, but it's gonna happen and to be patient. Also something that you've been waiting for to unfold is on its way and getting ready to happen which will enable you to make a move or take that step out uh, outside of your comfort zone as well. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, but it's all very, it's something that you've been thinking about and been planning for for a long time. Okay, yeah, so Bron, uh, no, more, no more calls? We're going to have the uh, class tomorrow night. Come to our crystal class. No, tomor cla tomorrow I'm night sorry, is our Saturday show. Night. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday is the um, crystal class, which you would get a great deal of uh, so check out the website from coming to. Yeah, and then Mary and I are going to be doing the shows tomorrow night. Yes, so call, you can call in at our home number. It's a, it's a live broadcast um, uh -huh. online, telepathictv.com, and you can listen to our shows on podcast, the audio uh -huh. versions. Yeah. So join us. And um, this would be the deal. Mm -hmm. So if you uh, did not get through tonight, you can certainly call tomorrow night if you would like. Yes, call, t call tomorrow night um, mm -hmm. online. Uh, you can get uh, yeah. us to answer and your call. One of the protocols is, in fact, about anger. And it's not about anger, and that's the title of the uh, mm -hmm. protocol. It is not about anger. It's always about something else, and we listed a lot of what the something else is. But to get you your own authority and your own sovereignty in this situation, you have to understand that this is this uh, maniacal assignment of value to everything in our life when it, it's all completely neutral and we tell it what it is. And we do that out of uh, some sort of history of experience, but it remains that it is arbitrary. We oh. arbitrarily assign it. Saturday night, we're also having the potluck, oh, the yeah. new moon potluck this Saturday. New if, moon potluck. If you guys have not come to one, you may wish to do that. It's a lot of fun. We have a good time. New moon potluck. Telepathicv.com.
sunset. Be there or be square. New moon, potluck. It's a lot of fun. Saturday, yeah. 7 o'clock. We play Have fun. games. Look at the website. <laughs> We're acting crazy here, aren't we? Uh, it's I kind of fun. the world is a little, well, come on, it's 7 Monique. That says it all right there. Seven. Any, anything that doesn't fit with healing just has to go. That's true. And the, what fits the most with I'm healing is crazy, being happy and carefree. Crazy for me. Feeling this way. Ah, okay. Okay, I guess we're being Everyone's pointing told fingers that we in have the air. to go. Okay, They're bye. Mexican.